Sayara. Planeta. Sayara. Planet. Planet Mundus, the word in Aarhus. Hello and welcome to today's Planet Mundus show. We're happy to be back with another show this week. My name is Anastasia Pak and let me present my co-host Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi and welcome. Hi, Anastasia. Uh, yeah, this week we'll provide you with some interesting insights into Novrush. I probably pronounced it wrong. Novrush, <laughs> yeah. Novrush. <laughs> um, it's a huge festival that is celebrated in Iran and Central Asia. So, um, yeah, and also we look on further religious and pagan traditions and how they are celebrated in different countries. And of course, we also provide you with some good news, uh, event tips for Aarhus and much more. Planet Mundus. Good news. Welcome back to the Planet Mundus show. Um, as every week, we also have some good news. And today, Alena will provide us with some good news that are yeah, going on um, in the whole world. So, Alena, hi and welcome. What did you have? Um, what did you bring for us today? Hi, Lisa. Thank you. I'll start right away. International Day of Happiness. Something happy right to start with. Today is the International Day of Happiness. And every year on the International Day of Happiness, the UN, the United Nations, published the World Happiness Report. The result is we have the privilege to be in the second happiest country here in Denmark, according to the report. Finland is at the very top of this ranking again on the first place like already last year and Finland and Denmark are then followed by Norway and Iceland. The report is based on surveys of the populations of the countries as well as factors like the gross domestic product per capita, life expectancy and corruption in economy and government. Taco Bell sauce saves man's life. <laughs> After an American man named Jeremy Tyler Taylor got stuck in the snow in Oregon with his SUV earlier this month. He decided to spend the night in his car with his dog Ellie by his side. On the next day, he realized that the situation hadn't gotten any better and the snow was too high and the situation too dangerous to try to start walking and reach out for help. He ended up spending altogether five days in his car until rescue arrived. In order to survive, he ate some leftover hot sauce from Taco Bell every then and when and he um, that he still had in his car and occasionally turned on the engine for heating. After the rescue, Jeremy Taylor and his dog luckily got back into a good condition really quick. Taylor even joked around on Facebook comments saying Taco Bell fire sauce saved his life. So now the fast food chain offered him one year worth of free food therefore. Hundreds of people took place in the UK's first supermarket, Plastic Mass Unwrap. In the period of the 3rd until the 10th of March, customers in the United Kingdom handed back unnecessary plastic packaging to shop owners. The event was organized by a charity called Surfers Against Sewage, and the goal of the event was to show how much plastic waste is produced in UK supermarkets after every shopping trip. Consumers returned up to four shopping carts of unnecessary plastic packaging per hour during the event, ongoing by unwrapping the products they bought right after. Experts point out that many customers want to help reduce plastic, but are giving no options when products are already pre-packed. Some supermarkets and local store managers even reacted immediately to the event. They provided paper bags and helped recycling the waste created. Thank you so much, Elena. It was very interesting to know, especially about happiness reports, a report living while we are living now in one of the happiest countries in the world, right? Planet Mundus. 
Today's topic is very much intercultural. Hello again. Today's topic is very much inter- intercultural as it touches upon traditions and holiday celebration, as well as the place of religion and celebration of different traditions, which might also have uh, pagan roots. Navarus is a huge festival symbolizing New Year in spring. It's a spring equinox. It has been celebrated for more than three years and is rooted in Zoroastrianism, an ancient Persian religion that predates both Christianity and Islam. Uh, actually, um, Zoroastrianism was the religion of uh, Faru Pulsara, who is Freddie Mercury, whose song we were been listening just right now. Nauru's is celebrated in 12 countries, including Afghanistan, Albania, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Kosovo, Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Kurdish people in Iraq and Turkey, and in my home country, Uzbekistan. Zahre Hoseni from Iran organized Nauru celebration in Aarhus, and she told us about uh, the celebration of this event in her home country. The holiday in Iran is celebrated for 13 days. So we ask her questions. Hello, Zahre. What do you know about Nauru's and how it is celebrated in Iran? It begins the very moment that um, the sun crosses the equator on the vernal equinox. So it doesn't matter if it's midnight or four in the morning, we get together and, uh, and party at that exact moment. We sit around our half-seen table. Actually, preparation for New Year begins weeks in advance. Families meticulously wash rugs, windows, curtains, and repair furniture, throw out or donate old household goods. Another fest is Char Shambasuri. It happens on the uh, last Tuesday night of the year, or you can say uh, Wednesday Eve, because Char Shambe means Wednesday. Before the start of the festival, people gather brushwood in an open, free exterior space. At sunset, after making one or more bonfires, they jump, o- they, uh, jump over the flames uh, to leave everything behind and start a new life in the new year. And this is consider, uh, uh, considered as a purifying practice. It's a fire celebration. We usually sing a song in Persian. It's Zardiya Manasto Surkhiyato Azman, which can be translated as uh, Give me your beautiful red color and take back my uh, sickly pillar. Uh, we say it to the fire while jumping over it. Um, and then we have have seen uh, there are seven symbolic items on have seen table. Uh, first one is sabze or grass, which symbolizes a rebirth and a renewal. Uh, samanu, it's a kind of uh, sweet pudding made of wheat. Uh, symbolically represents affluence and fertility. Senjet is a dried uh, fruit of the wild olive, which symbolizes love. Serke, or in English vinegar, is the symbol of patience and wisdom gained through aging, because it takes a long time to make uh, vinegar. And uh, sear or garlic represents maintaining um, uh, maintaining good health because of its healing power. Sip in English apple is used as a symbol of beauty and health. Somak uh, is to recall the sunrise. Uh, 
Um, there are some additional items on the table as well, like mirror to reflect on the past or the light to the future. And we also use a um, live goldfish in a bowl to represent new life. We also use decorated eggs. These are the sign of fertility, uh, just like Easter. You mm -hmm. see those decorated eggs in Easter. And of course, this predates <laughs> Easter. And coins for future prosperity and uh, books of classical poetry or Quran um, for spirituality. Um, there are also three uh, Nowruz characters uh, that you can see them on the street just before Nowruz. One is called Amu Nowruz or Uncle Nowruz. Um, uh, Amunoruz um, uh, appears annually at the beginning of a spring. Uh, he is an old man with white beard, just like Santa Claus. Uh, and he brings children gifts and tells stories for children. He is the husband of Nana Sarma. Nana Sarma is, um, if I translate it to English, is um frozen lady like santa claus and yes. lady claus yeah exactly frozen lady symbolizes winter and amunorus or uncle norus um, brings um, joy and uh, symbolizes spring each year uh, nana sarma is awaiting amunorus to come but she falls asleep and never can see him and uh, another character is Haji Firuz. He dances on the streets and spreads good cheers and heralds the coming of the new year. You also organized Nauru celebration here in Aarhus. Could you tell us how was it? It was fantastic. Actually, I had the uh, opportunity to talk about Iran. I've been in Denmark for three years and uh, I've been asked some questions. Uh, some of them were um, surprising for me, like they, they asked me, have you ever seen the snow before? Or So I, I came to know that no one knows Iran. And, uh, this event was uh, organized by uh, Food World and the main reason um, was to get to know countries and their um, cuisine. We had uh, one of the most traditional uh, Iranian food uh, called Reymen uh, Asar. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the main ingredients are rice and uh, meat, lamb meat. And we used um, pistachio, almond and mm. red berries um, as a garnish. And then we had baklava cake. Uh, so uh, everyone, uh, everyone's face was pleased and yeah. they're happy. I hear it and I also want to eat it and try it. It's amazing. Uh, so the last question is uh, that considering that Iran uh, is a Muslim-majority country uh, and Nauru's has celebrated in most of the countries which are now considered to be Muslim, with Muslim-majority, so, but the Nauru's has this pagan uh, roots so how, like, uh, could you tell something about it, like mm -hmm. how people percept? And yes. Actually, Nowruz um, is rooted in Zoroastrianism, an ancient Persian religion. Uh, so somehow different from pagan mm -hmm. ones. 
and Noruz marks the first day of Persian calendar. Persian calendar is based on the Earth movements around the sun. It's the solar calendar and used for um, over two millennia in Iran. And there's nothing in this tradition against any religion. It's the celebration of new life, um, a fine and decent way to welcome New Year. And of course, in Iran, there are people from different um, races and uh, religion groups. Uh, there are seven languages spoken mm-hmm. in Iran and there are many different races mm-hmm. living in Iran. But the thing in, in common is celebrating Nowruz. That was Zohre Hosseini living in Aarhus. And I will remind you that my name is Anastasia and here is my co-host Lisa. And we are the part of Planet Mundus team made by internationals for internationals. Planet Mundus. What's up, Aarhus? Welcome back to today's show. Um, Johanna is our guest today and she'll provide us with some events that will happen in Aarhus this and next week. So, uh, Johanna, what did you pack in your suitcase for us? <laughs> what can you unpack and tell us? What? <laughs> yeah, my suitcase is uh, packed with a variety of events and concerts and places to hang out. And we will start with Uh, yeah with this Friday and um, after a long and stressful week I think the most relaxing thing to do is probably grab a beer and listen to awesome music and the Dallas Cafe on the university campus is just the right place for you because they will host the Aarhus based duo Camp Olsen I hope I'm saying this right um, on th- this Friday from three to four And their music is inspired by Ben Harper, Bob Marley, Jack Johnson, and Bob Dylan. So this means that it can only be a great concert. And the event is also for free. So grab a friend, find a sofa, and enjoy a cool organic beer. Or if you're not on the beer side of life, enjoy a chai latte. And enjoy the music, of course. <laughs> wow, that sounds great. Do you want to go? I mean, I actually have a group meeting. Friday afternoon group meetings are so much fun. But Ooh. it sounds like a good occasion or a possibility to kind of combine it and listen to some music and then go back to work. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And if you're done working, then you can, um, yeah, you can go to a Friday bar because what is Aarhus on Friday without a proper Friday bar? And this Friday bar is a special one because the architect school of Aarhus invites all students and also non-students to their Friday bar, which is called the Elephant Bar. And apparently it's, um, yeah, it's kind of famous um, and it's their anniversary this Friday because um, they've, it's the 30th year of running this elephant bar. So there will be a great DJ lineup and the elephant beer, which is apparently really good. I'm not a beer friend, so I wouldn't <laughs> know, but uh, yeah, it's only 20 krona. Uh, so that's great. And the location is uh, in the train club downtown. So... Oh, but I, I heard there's also an entry fee, is that right? That is correct. It's 80 krona, but um, I heard that it's worth it. Hmm, okay. I see uh, that it's not going to be that much of a group work day on Friday. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> All right. So and uh, is there anything else on the weekend, so Saturday, Sunday, that you can recommend? 
yeah, so we will stay with the people who are interested in architecture and history here because uh, on Saturday there will be a tour of the Aarhus City Hall um, and you can even climb up the tower if you'd like to. And um, if you join the tour, you will learn a lot about the uh, of the building's history and uh, the architecture. And you will also see rooms that are not open to the public. For example, the council chamber, the wow. wedding room, and also the resort town hall bells. I mean, if that's not compelling, I don't know. No, but uh, let's be honest here. Um, so the tour is an hour long. It's uh, this Saturday from 10 to 11, and then there's another tour from 11.30 to 12.30. So um, if you're staying too long at the Friday bar, you can also go there at 11.30. <laughs> yeah, that might be the better option for us students. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> architectural week this, yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we have another very special event coming up next Tuesday. At 6 p.m., our own Arthur Huxham is an aspiring filmmaker and journalist, and he is releasing his second feature documentary on Brexit that he produced himself and narrates. Um, and it's a follow-up from the UK relationship with the EU starting 2016 in June um, when the referendum was held up to this March 2019. And uh, the interesting thing is that it's a zero-budget project filmed in three countries, Denmark, the UK, and Belgium, and it took eight months to complete. And the focus of the documentary aims to give a voice to British citizens living outside the UK, gaining first-hand knowledge from experts from various fields on how Brexit will impact various groups, sectors, and individuals. And it will lastly investigate how Brexit will impact the UK and Europe. Will there be a crash out of the European Union? Who knows? So if you're interested in Brexit, if you maybe if you're even a British citizen living in Aarhus, please come to the premiere next Tuesday, which will be at the Danish School of Media and Journalism um, at 6 p.m. Yeah, sounds great. Um, I think it, it takes place in the TV auditorium. Um, yeah, don't know how to describe it, but um, you will students will find it. Yes, <laughs> just follow the British sounds. The British sounds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, maybe not only the British sounds, but also the British stars. As we've been talking about um, holidays and religious festivities today, um, we also want to give you a look out on the next upcoming events. And one of the next religious holidays to come up is Easter. That reminds me, Johanna, I think we should start to blow out and uh, paint our eggs soon, right? I mean, now that I just realized that Easter is coming coming close, maybe we should start with the Easter preparations. Yeah, I mean, eggs are a very important part in um, traditional <laughs> German Easter celebrations. Yeah, they so are. I'm so I'm totally in. And I mean, you can use them for baking afterwards. That's true. So uh, you can use them for two purposes. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, but we also still have some time because Easter is quite late this year um, in the calendar. Easter Sunday is actually on the 21st of April. And um, 
the Easter festival is celebrating the resurrection of Jesus from the dead after the third day of his crucifixion and burial, which is known as Good Friday. And as it's the case with most traditions, there is various adaptations of the Easter fest in different religions. Um, Anastasia, I think you have to tell us something about first the origin of your name and also how you are celebrating um, Orthodox Easter at home. Yeah, it's interesting, as you mentioned about resurrection, actually my name, Anastasia, which is Greek name Anastasia, it means resurrection. <laughs> yeah, and so we celebrate, I am from Uzbekistan and 80% of people are actually Muslims, but we have a big Orthodox Russian community. And even though my family is not religious, and we still celebrate uh, Orthodox Easter. And this year, Orthodox Easter is on 28th of April, so one week after the uh, Catholic and Protestant Easter. And people usually go to church at night or early in the morning. They sanctify the Easter cakes and eggs, and these Easter cakes are called kulichi. Every year, my mom makes uh, this kulichi, and it's very tasty cake with white cream on top. And I'm always uh, responsible for coloring the eggs. And this is one of the best uh, uh, things and activities I've ever like. I do have, and I still enjoy it. We do a lot of pastry, and of course, share it with our friends. And I would like to mention that Uzbekistan is very multicultural society, and on all our Uzbek friends. On the Easter day, night, they are always getting a lot of kulichi and eggs from their Christian friends. Uh, and I think it's the mm, point uh, that all of our festivals, because we were talking about religion and and pagany and like different traditions. So even though my family is not religious, we celebrate Easter. And we've been talking about Navruz before. Uh, we so, so it's a Zoroastrian about holiday and festival and is also still celebrated i think it's kind of uh, interesting to note yeah sounds really interesting yeah maybe we should meet with johanna and do a coloring the eggs party i think since yeah, we, we all can. seem to be into it i think we could um, do it all together and have a lot of fun and a lot of different colored eggs Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I can also tell a bit about um, the Easter festivities um, back back in Germany. So I'm baptized and confirmed as a Protestant, and in um, Christianity, Easter is the oldest and biggest fest. Yeah, even though nowadays one would rather identify Christmas as the biggest and most popular holiday festivity. Um, that's what I think. But yeah, during the Easter days, the Good Friday is the supreme holiday. And in the Protestant services, the sermon is the central point of the whole service. Yeah, but in my family, we don't celebrate Easter half as much as Christmas, I would say, actually. Um, so mostly in the past years, my fam family was coming together for a nice Easter breakfast or brunch where we traditionally serve bread and scrambled eggs. That's where we are with the egg topic again. And of course, chocolate Easter eggs. And the egg is actually the symbol for new life and creation. But I also think that every pot Protestant family has their really own adaptation on how to spend the Easter days. And um, also in the past years, it became more and more popular for families to travel somewhere else during the Easter days and to not even stay at home. 
Um, yeah, and what is really, really popular in whole Germany on Easter Saturday, actually, are so-called Easter fires. Um, there's different places in each city where a big Easter fire is organized and then people just bring their own food and bring some beer or some um, hot malt wine <laughs> and wow. spend the evening at the fire and uh, they watch the fire and how it burns down. And apparently the Easter fire is a symbol for the sun as the center for human life. So the fire's purpose is to welcome the sun after the long winters, which is really nice, I think. Um, yeah, the only disadvantage is that you always smell like you've just been kind of standing in the fire yourself afterwards. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> and kind of just wash all your clothes and then it's fine. Yeah. And, and I mm. think it's also interesting that the fire theme is so interconnected with different uh, traditions. So we've been talking again back to about Nuru's, how they also threw a jump through the fire. Yeah, exactly. Race, she said, and it means the new beginning. And also, I think Easter fires, I actually never heard about it. And what I do love is um, these uh, chocolate uh, rabbits. They're very tasty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but only from chocolate, you know. And uh, also there is another, um, how to say, the branch of Christianity, which is Catholicism, right? And we got some insights from Marisa from Poland, and she's Catholic. And she's going to tell us um, how she and her family celebrate the Easter days back home in Poland. Let's listen to Marisa. Uh, hi, so my name is Marysia and I'm from Poland and uh, I'd like to tell you briefly how me and my family celebrate Easter. And uh, The majority of people in Poland is Christian and uh, all my family is Roman Catholic, so uh, Easter is a big celebration here and there's always uh, a lot of preparations. Uh, for the Easter Sunday we prepare like dozens of eggs, uh, ham, different types of sausage and sausage soup. Um, and also special cakes called mazurek and uh, the kids usually uh, paint eggs um, with different colors and then we call the eggs uh, pisanki and uh, Thursday and Friday preceding the Easter weekend are already days of work and we usually spend it with our families or we go to church uh, on Friday uh, you're supposed to fast all day and uh, mourn because it's the day of uh, Jesus Christ's crucifixion. And uh, many families go to church to participate in, uh, I think it's called a way of sorrows, uh, during which you go with all the people around the church and stop at each station. There's usually also a painting at the station that represents each step of Christ's way of sorrows before he was crucified. And then on Saturday morning, um, there's a lot of preparations because we prepare something like a wicker basket, which we in Polish call koszyczek. Um, it's actually a quite complicated word. <laughs> and uh, inside we put a tiny bits of food that have a special meaning for Easter. So we put a bit of uh, egg, bread, sausage, um, salt, pepper, also cake and a figure of the Easter lamp. And the egg is the most important element of the basket because it symbolizes the beginning of a new life. And after we finish the basket, we take it and uh, we meet with all the rest of the family and go to church together. Uh, and then the priest puts holy water on all the baskets. 
yeah, we tend to put holy water on basically everything in Poland, but this is actually pretty nice. Um, then for the rest of the day, uh, we try to fast. And the next morning, the Easter Sunday, is the most important day because it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we put on elegant clothes and meet with the entire family and have an Easter breakfast together. It can actually last for several hours. And before that breakfast begins, uh, we take an egg, the one that has been sacred the day before, and we cut it into as many pieces as it is people at a table. And each of us eats a piece of this egg, and then we eat while going to each person of the family and wishing them all well. And after this, we can sit at the table and celebrate together. Uh, and after that, we go to a church. But this time, it's a very happy mass during which we sing a lot of resurrection songs. So yeah, this is how we celebrate it here. Yeah, sounds like the egg is um, the connecting symbol that um, appears in every religion during Easter. Yeah, we are already at the end of this week's show again. One hour is really not enough. It always passes so fast. And so for the end, we just um, have two things to say. Um, first of all, we have a new slow news podcast that is online um, since this Monday. And this week, the team is looking into the conflict between India and Pakistan over Kashmir. And they also provide you with a historical context. So tune in. It's going to be some interesting insights. Yeah, and we also would like to say if you like the music and enjoyed it, uh, you can always uh, listen to the Spotify playlist, uh, which is called Planet Mundus. And you can find all the songs which you've been listening today. Uh, on this radio show. And I would like to remind you that you've been listening to Planet Mundus show made by international journalism students and with me here in the studio, Lisa. Hi and goodbye. <laughs> yes, and Johanna who helped us. Hello and oh, also goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and me, Anastasia, and we've been very happy that you've been listening to us. And see you next week. So tune in every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. As well as just check out our website planetmundus.com.